Welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Vaughn. On today's show, we do our NBA win totals podcast. We go over under with every single team in the NBA. It's just Connor and I on here. And we start off with the Eastern Conference and we go through the top with the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks all the way down to the Pacers. And then we also do the same thing in the Western Conference. And we do that on the next podcast. You'll see that up as well. It'll be part one, part two. Eastern Conference win totals, Western Conference win totals posted on the exact same day. We'll post them at the same time, so there's no confusion there. Uh, and you're probably listening to this on Tuesday. The season starts tonight, so if you're going to place them, place them, place them as soon as possible if you like what you hear on this podcast. It's a fantastic show, and also since we recorded this about 10, 11 days ago, uh, we did miss out on a, like the book night news and some other stuff. Odds have changed since this podcast. Odds have changed since this podcast. So I apologize about that. Um, but it's a phenomenal show. And I hope you guys enjoy the Eastern Conference NBA win totals podcast. All right, we're back. We're going to do NBA preview. So we're recording this. What day is today? October 5th. Yep. Wednesday. So you're hearing this probably, you know, a week from now. So if something changes, Oh, well, we, uh, we're we going to record this early. <laughs> we're doing two parts. We're going to start off with the Eastern Conference. We're going to go top to bottom. We're going to do the win totals, what we like over under, talk about the teams, and then we will do futures as well, MVP, stuff like that. Um, let's just let's just get right in. Let's get it. it. Let's see here. Loading up. Okay, awesome. The Boston Celtics over under 53 and a half over under are both minus 110. I'll let you start. Yeah, I'll start on this one. Boston Celtics, um, win total is the highest in the East, 53 and a half, like you said. I've got the under here, and not by much. I don't think they're going to be a horrible team. I don't think they're going to drop off that much from last year. But I do think 53 and a half is a little high. I think there's going to be some injury concerns. Robert Williams will probably be in and out of the lineup. Al Horford's probably going to be a little inconsistent. He's another year older this year, another year on his, on his knees, whatever it may be. He played like a god in the playoffs sometimes last year. But I don't know, the whole coaching situation as well, we don't have to get into that too much. But that just creates a little uncertainty in the locker room and in the organization. I still think they're going to be top two, three teams in the East. But I think they barely get to 50 wins, maybe like a 50-51 mark. I don't know. And even like a little championship run hangover early in the year, I could see them start slow again and then pick it up again come like December, January. So I've got the under here, not by much though. I'm going under here too. I mean, mainly just because of the Ime Udoka stuff. Yep. Uh, I, I and also, I mean, it's it's hard to go against what we saw in the playoffs because that was just so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a championship hangover. I mean, we see it in every sport. The team that loses in the title the next year usually has trouble, unless yeah. they're just unbelievable team like the Warriors or the Spurs in 2013 going into 14. I like the under here. I'm. I mean, the Celtics team is good, but. They're going to bounce back one way or the other through all this coaching controversy. They're Mm -hmm. either going to come back, just play out of their minds, or it's truly going to affect their locker room and they're going to be screwed up because you can't, I mean, we all saw Udoka's a good coach. I mean, he's a really good coach. Obviously we don't know the situation, but for someone to be suspended a year, if he was an run of the mill average head coach, he probably would have been fired. What the, whatever it was, we don't know what it was. But a run of the mill head coach gets fired immediately. I don't think, but that's how good he is. I think they're going to miss him, but I'm going to go under. I, like you said, I think they're like the third or fourth team. Third or fourth? I think they're going to I think they're going to struggle without him. I agree. Uh, and plus that 
that was a loaded division with the Sixers and the Nets. Like they could easily drop a lot of division games this coming year. So yeah, yeah. they're the yeah, that's like the top three out of four. Uh, moving yep. on, the Milwaukee Bucks, 52.5 over is minus 118. Under is minus 104. I'll start this one off. I like the over. The Bucks are good. The Bucks are going to be the first in the East. Uh, I have them winning the title. I wouldn't take it through the sports books or anything. The odds aren't good enough. I think they're like six or seven to one or like plus mm-hmm. 650. I don't think that's really worth the time uh, to do that. But I think the Bucks are the best team. I mean, I think they're probably the best team in the NBA. Giannis is so good. If Middleton's not hurt, we're probably talking about the Bucks going back to back, possibly. I completely agree. I have the over here as well for the Bucks. I think they'll be the number one seed in the East. I think Giannis is built for the regular season because when he's out there, he doesn't not try. Like he's out there, he's trying to win. He's not, you know, he's young enough where he's not going to get load managed. There hasn't really been any I, big injury history. It, but, but I think we may see a little load managing on Giannis this year. I think maybe too. Like you saw it a couple times last year with like the minutes. Like he would be dead tired in the fourth. But still, I think this Bucks team is built for the regular season. I think Drew Holiday is going to be the clear cut second best player this year. I think Middleton might drop off a little bit or slash Holiday might step up a little bit. I think Drew Holiday is going to have a great year this year. And Brooke Lopez is back for a full year. They, they were missing him for the majority of last season. Lower the Eastern Conference, I think the Bucks. Grayson Allen. Top. Yeah, Grayson Allen, Michael Jordan esque Grayson Allen at the top of the team, of course. I'm definitely going to clip that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the over. This team, if you're betting against Giannis, you're crazy. He's yeah, become I, one of those no. guys in sports like Mahomes, Brady. Oh, Brady now. We'll see. Yeah. But Mahomes, Belichick, those guys. You don't bet against those guys. Nope. Every, Giannis is the scariest player in the league to go against. There's no, like, I think Curry is the most exciting. I think Giannis, or Zion, when he's healthy, might be right there. No one's no one's near Giannis. Near because, Giannis. Uh, KD, because you Nick, know. Go ahead. Would you say KD or Giannis? I, I say Giannis. Say Giannis. I say Giannis because you because even like you know what he's gonna do. You know he's gonna take it to the rim. You know he's gonna euro step you, whatever, maybe back you down, drop step you, whatever. You know it's coming, and yet you still can't stop it because you either gotta foul him, double team him, and even then he's still probably scoring over you. Kevin Durant, with these shooters like you said, like Curry, for instance, but even KD to a certain extent, there's potential for them to be cold. It's hard for Giannis to be cold when he's shooting every shot within three feet of the rim. And now so. he can make free throws. Exactly. His jumper looks improved even since last year. I mean, we'll see. But if he can consistently shoot 35% from three, that would be insane. Yeah, but I I mean, it's, I, I love this Bucks team. They're not my favorite to watch because everyone's like, just because they're a good team and win 60 games doesn't mean I like watching the Bucks. Yep. Uh, in the playoffs, it's impressive because it's so intense. But, like, when you're watching on a Tuesday night, I mean, I'm, I'm watching the Warriors. I'm watching the Pelicans. I'm watching yep. the Hornets, obviously, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think Bucks finish first in the East. I, I I like the Bucks to win the title as well. But I would once again, I wouldn't take it from a sports book. I think the odds aren't good enough. Uh, then moving on, the Brooklyn Nets are fifty one and a half over is plus one sixteen. Under is minus one forty two. So fifty one and a half looks high when you see this Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? I go first. Okay. I, I think I have a based on the odds you just mentioned. I think I have an unpopular pick here. I'm going over. I'm going over 51 and a half. I think the stars are kind of aligned for the Nets right now. Everybody's healthy as of right now, going into, you know, after camp, going into the preseason. Everybody's healthy. Ben Simmons is back. Kyrie's not going to miss games because of the vaccination status this year. Kevin Durant's healthy. Joe Harris is back. I think it's going to be huge for them to space the floor. 
I think Royce O'Neal is a very underrated signing for them. I think he fits with the knee perfectly. Wing defender, small ball four, can hit the corner three very consistently. I just think they have more depth than what people give them credit for. And this year, they're not relying on older veteran depth guys like Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. They don't have those guys that they have to rely on to get double-digit points every couple of games. I think this Nets team is really going to come back this year and surprise a lot of people. I know last year left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. I think 51 and a half is a little low for them, so I'm going over. I'm interested. This this one was the, one of those I, I we mentioned before we started. Just so weird ones because you see one way or the other. I could see the Nets winning 60 games, but uh, there is too much potential for this to combust. For me to take the over, really? Okay. I wouldn't bet on the under. I, I wouldn't bet on a lot of these totals because, you know, when you're talking about waiting eight months to cash a ticket, you don't. You minus 142 doesn't get you out of bed. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to go slightly under here for all, mm. but you mentioned all those reasons that they're going to be good this year. They're going to be awesome. I just, I, I can't trust Kyrie Irving. I can't. I, I don't know. I think the whole vaccination thing is behind him now. He's going to be eligible to play in every game. So, I know what you're saying, like with the whole contract and everything, everything. I think if they buy in like like they should, like they're bo- they're all back this year, I think they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder, especially Kevin Durant. He's potential to be the best player in the league. I would even sprinkle him league MVP. But I think Kevin Durant's going to come back with a vengeance this year. So that's I was going to mention that, though. Kevin Durant, after all the trade requests bullcrap's done, I mean, he's got no way out now. This a is lot a, of these guys. That's the problem with a lot of these guys is they always feel like, okay, I have a way out. Like, you know, they don't fully buy in because they're like, eh, maybe I'll leave. He has yeah. no opportunity to leave, so he has no other option other than to buy in and ball out. Exactly. So that that's the other reason I, I just they have a lot of injury history. Kyrie's yeah. going to take games off for no reason. No, I mean it's going to be there's a freaking, I don't even know some concert in town and he's going to take a game if, off. If Kyrie plays 65 games, they'll beat the, they'll get the over on this win total, though. Yeah, probably. I, I really think so. If especially if Ben Simmons is anywhere That's near was he was in Philly and actually plays his role. He doesn't have to be a scorer here. In Philly, he was relied on a lot to be that second option behind Embiid. That's not really his game. I only watched the highlights, but did you see part of that Nets preseason game? Yeah, I, I saw the highlights. Ben Simmons didn't look he kind of fit in a little bit. I'm that's what I'm saying. If he can Distribute the ball, get seven assists a game, guard the other team's best wing player. You've already got Kevin Durant, who's no slouch on defense. I really think they can hit it. I don't know. Yeah, I. once again, I just can't I, – I would not bet it because this could go – they could be 72-10 and 10 with the talent they have for they all I know. They could also be 48 wins, though. Yeah, they could also win 38 games for all yeah. I know. And Steve Nash is fired by December 1st. Dude, I am fired up for the NBA. I know football's on right now. I am very passionate about the NBA. This is making me excited. The NBA, NBA kind of snuck up because all did. of a sudden you're all of a sudden you're scrolling your score app or action app. You're like, the Warriors play tonight at 4 a.m. against the Washington Wizards in Tokyo. Like, <laughs> NBA's back. Yeah, it starts it, in two it, weeks. It was pretty weird to see that because it feels like the season just ended. It's like we just watched the finals. Because and that's the thing too is I was like ah like. I mean, I, I like the NBA. I wasn't. I'm, I was kind of. I was kind of like. Mm, I could have waited an extra month or two for it to come back. Uh-huh. And then I started watching the Grizzlies Magic game the other night, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Like, I need basketball back. It's gonna be it's, so exciting, especially because awesome. a lot of teams are like full strength now. Injuries. You know, everybody's back this year. There was so many injuries last year. 
I'm, I'm just really excited. The the one thing I will say about the NBA that I do like is I like I, you don't feel the need to bet on it because 95% of college football, you're not watching unless you have money on the line. 100%. And NBA, like, and, and the thing is, if you bet the NBA regular season, you're a lunatic. Like, just take a few games. If you're going to go see a game in person or, you know, if it's two teams you really don't care about, sure. But you shouldn't consistently be betting NBA regular season games. No, no. It is there's, little... there's too many on. There's too many on at the same time to like keep you never busy, know. Keep you, you can literally find out within 30 minutes before tip off if someone's going to sit out or not. Yep, exactly. So I will say it is pretty exhilarating betting on like first first basket, first point. That's different. That's different. You put a couple dollars on like oh, Herb man. Jones first basket. That's electric. Oh my gosh. All right, moving on. A team I believe we both like the Philadelphia 76ers over under is 50 and a half. Yep. Over is minus 132. Under is plus 106. I'll start this one off. I mentioned I spoiled it before. I love the 76ers. Um, it just kind of feels like Philly sports are kind of aligning in the right direction. I mean, every single sport, I don't know yeah. about hockey, but every single sport's kind of hitting their peak right now. The Eagles, only undefeated team left in the NFL. They look like the best team in the NFC East or NFC, yep. not the NFC East. The Sixers, I don't hate their odds to win the title at 16 to one. They're so deep. I don't either. And even if, if, if you don't want to go that far, I mentioned it to you earlier, plus 300 to win the division. If the nets implode somehow and don't hit that 50 win mark, even if they do hit the 50 win mark, I still think the Sixers are like mid to upper 50 wins. So yeah. So spoiler, I'm going to gauntlet. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to sprinkle sub on that, uh, division to three to one to win the division. I, I just like the Sixers, man. Uh, I, I think we saw a different Harden at, at parts of last season. Um, I And also, they don't have stupid guys like DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench or these crappy bigs. They I mean, I think Montrezl Harrell is a good backup for what I they're agree. doing. I don't think he I was agree. a good starting center in Charlotte, but for a backup, yeah. it doesn't get much better than Montrezl Harrell, too. I agree. And plus, Harden apparently has lost a little bit of weight this offseason. Um, 100 I pounds. Think- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Tyrese Maxey really takes a big third-year leap this year. I think Harden – obviously, you want Harden to score, like score and playmake, and Harden can average 30 points. You know, we saw him do it in Houston. If Tyrese Maxey can average, you know, 18-19 again and efficiently, and then Tobias Harris can play his role and not be in – you know, not take away from what they're doing, because Harden's got to get his shots. If Tobias Harris can take kind of a step back, be that, you know, hit the corner three guy, but not take 20 shots a game – I don't know. I think Embiid's going to have another monster year. I really love them to win the division. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're competing with the Bucks for the best record in the East. I wanted to mention this too. I think, I think it's that I have the 76ers finishing second behind the Bucks. And then I, kind of a flip flop between the Nets and Celtics. Uh, I have the Celtics. If, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, MVP odds. I like Embiid seven to one. I know it's a, like a low favorite. I like him beat a lot at seven to one because they're not going to give it to Jokic a third straight year. Who else would you choose? I there's a John Morant on here for thirteen to one. No hell no. I mean, who who else would you pick to win MVP? I sprinkle Kevin Durant and Luca's the odds on favorite. I don't hate that. Luca's plus four fifty. That seems. I mean, for the value, but like if I'm just choosing who I think is going to win MVP, Kevin Durant ten to one. I don't hate that, and the only reason I'm going to say no to Embiid is because full year of James Harden this year. I don't think Embiid's usage rate is going to be as skyrocketed high as it was last year pre-Harden trade. I think it might be. I think if Embiid has the exact same year he did last year, 
just from media narrative, I think he wins the MVP. I don't think he has the exact same year, though. I think, he, I, think the Sixers, I mean, I we didn't see Sixers, his stats dip that much when Harden came in. I think the Sixers might, is going to be better as a team, but him individually, I think he might. And, and, mm-hmm. and if they finish first in the East, I think it's a lock. He's the MVP. If they finish first in the East and he's averaging 27 and 12, then yeah, I agree. Also, I mean, a little spoiler for later on. I don't hate Zion 25 to one to win the MVP if he's healthy. Well, how is he going to win that? The Pelicans are the sixth seed. Uh, I mean, let's say, let's see here, 2020, he averaged 27 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal. If he improves on that at all. If he improves on that at all and the Pelicans are a top three seed, I'm all for it. I think then if the Pelicans are a top the three seed, are good. They we'll are get into good. the Pelicans. We'll get into yeah, the Pelicans. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, big over on the 76ers for yeah, both yeah, of us. Yeah. Miami Heat, 49 and a half is their total. Over is plus 104. Under is minus 128. I'll let you go first. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna be honest here. Smash the under forty nine. We're gonna half. be on the same side on every S- single pick. Sma- because we're smart. Smash the under here. They've got too much money tied up with Duncan Robinson. He is quite literally useless now. They're a lot too much on Max Struess. He's hot and cold, inconsistent. They just gave Tyler Hero what one hundred thirty million dollars. Like Tyler Hero is very talented, and I know in today's game, like money is not what it was even five years ago. So one hundred thirty mil is not the same as it was five years ago. Still, for Tyler Hero. Uh, like he's not going to be, if you're giving somebody 130 mil, you expect him to be the second or third option on that team, which he's not going to be. Which I, think the, the I think point. the argument to that though, is everyone's going to talk about the new TV deal coming up. So it's kind of inflating contracts a little earlier. And then we're going to see a 2016 explosion of Timothy Mozgov's. Probably. I agree with that. But with Tyler hero, I don't think he's going to consistently. I don't think, I think he's at his ceiling almost. I'm not going to lie. I think he's almost at his ceiling. I don't think Bam Adebayo, he's a terrific center. I don't think he's a second option on the Miami Heat. I don't think he's a second option for scoring. He needs to be that third guy, rim protector, defensive, glue guy. The Miami Heat don't have a second option. It's sure as shit not Kyle Lowry because he is going to decline. He's going to decline this year again. He's getting up is there. He? Yes, he is. And Jimmy Butler is an all-star, one of the best players in the league. It's not going to be enough. Give me the under here. Honestly, they might win like 42, 43 games. How about that? Uh, I like uh... – <laughs> All right. Um, I like the under here too. Uh, probably not as hard as you do, just because I mean, betting against Eric Spolster is a nightmare. He's yeah, probably yeah. he's probably a top. I mean, top four, top five coach in basketball. They're like the Pittsburgh Steelers or like the Tennessee Titans. Like you, you know, they're not that good. You know, they're fake. But eventually, but they just win for no reason, and eventually, yeah. it's got to crumble. We're seeing it with the Steelers. They're crumbling. Yeah. The Titans, you know. Or like the Patriots, the Patriots are kind of crumbling, even though they have injuries. But eventually, the Heat will have to, you know, it's going to be a hard swing the other way. Yeah, but fair. I like the under. Um, I think they go. I think forty nine and a half is a lot of wins for how effing good this Eastern Conference is. We're looking at teams like the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nets, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Cavs. The Raptors are always a hard out. Atlanta Hawks only got better. The Bulls, man. When you go below that, it kind of gets a little wonky. But the Southeast division is the only reason I hesitate for going like a crazy under like 40, 41, just because they're going to have some cupcakes against the Hornets, the Wizards, uh, the Magic, a couple games. The Magic will at least beat the Heat one game, guaranteed. But, yeah, and I don't know. I just I just like the under here. There's too many good teams in the East. Which the, Imagine saying this a few years ago, that the East is like this much better than the West. It drastically changed. Okay, 
hear me out on this then. Uh, on FanDuel, you can do the Miami Heat to make the play-in tournament. So a seven, seven through ten seed, okay, plus two twenty. So not like so it wouldn't so one through six. If they were a one through six seed, it would be you would lose. It would, like, you would just lose, to be in the play-in tournament. Okay. If you're in the play-in tournament, plus two twenty. I don't like that. I think, but I think, if, if, if but I ta- think they're a top talking, six seed. If you're talking 42, 43 wins, they're not a top six seed. I could see them being the sixth seed at at forty two and forty. But then, but but I do. I think I do have the Hawks over them, so that would push them out into the plan. Yeah, hey, uh, exactly. Yeah, honestly, I don't hate that. I don't hate that he is a seven seed I, at all. The Hawks are. I mean, get into the Hawks in a minute. They're plus one thirty though. I think they. I think they get in the playoffs. We'll see. Straight up. We'll see. All right. Um, yeah, but I like the under there too. I see I man, I don't know. I I could I mean, I could literally see it being a disaster there, just aging guys. I like I like you said before, I'm not a big Tyler Hero guy. I know analytics people love Tyler Hero coming off the bench, blah blah blah. He just doesn't I don't know. I don't know how I it's this weird thing where like it's probably bad by me because you know we're doing a podcast or whatever, but I can't quite put my finger on why I just don't think Tyler Hero is that good. But when he has the ball in his hands in a big moment, I'm not comfortable. That's I'm not how either. I kind of describe that. And he got a fraud six man of the year award. When you come off the bench and average 31 minutes a game, you're not the sixth man. Yeah, it, that, yeah, 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 that's a that's bull crap. Um, all right, moving on. The Cleveland Cavaliers over under 47 and a half wins, minus 110 on each side. They add Donovan Mitchell this year in that big trade. I'll let you go first on this one, too. Really? You want me to go first? This one's a tough I, one. I don't know what I have on this one. I'm going to let you convince me one way or the other. Okay. Because this was the weird one. This was the weird one where you're like, you either have to be very high on the Cavs or you have to not like the Cavs moves. I disagree. Um, I disagree. If there was an option to push this, I would, I would take it. I think it's spot on. I think they win. That's like what I, that's what I'm saying. You have to yeah. love the Cavs to go one way yeah. or the other, or you have to hate them to go under. Because I yeah. think the odds are just perfect. I think they win 47 and a half games, even though that's not possible. <laughs> they they first tie in NBA history. No. Exactly. <laughs> but I have the under here barely, just because. Here's my reasoning. It's not a crazy reasoning. I think they will figure it out as the year goes on. I think there will be some issues early on as to who's kind of the guy. Like Donovan Mitchell loves the ball in his hand. Darius Garland last year breakout year. He loves the ball in his hand. They've got to figure out how to do that and, like, share the ball around. Which same problem with the Hawks with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. We'll get into that. But the Cavs have to figure out the lineup problems with Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland on the court at the same time. I think they start slow this year. I think they start sluggish. I think maybe they start something weird like a 4-10, okay. 5-11 record to start the year. And then in a couple months, they'll figure it out, and they'll end up as a 5 or a 6 seed and get in the playoffs. But even then, I think that looks like 45, 46 wins. I kind of don't hate that because this does feel like a Cavs team that's like everyone was so – everyone was like kind of down on them last year going into the year. They're like – I think their win total was like in the 20s. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. It and was low. Ev- everyone's like, yeah, I mean, I like them over, but like not by much. And then they go in, make the make the play in or whatever, blah, blah, blah. We all know what happened. Yeah. Coming into this year, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the Cavs, they add Donovan Mitchell – you're right. I could see some growing pains at first. Like going yep. into Christmas, they're like, what's wrong with the Cavs? Is Donovan Mitchell a cancer for, for this team? Blah, blah, yep. blah. Yep. And then they're a team. There's always like a couple teams in January that just go under the radar and just start dominating right before All-Star break. Yep. Uh, I think the Cavs are a prime suspect for that. So I don't I don't hate that at all. 
but I'm gonna go under just because 47 wins sound 46 47 wins sounds just right. Uh, no way I would ever bet this. I would do want to make one more point on the Cavs. One more point on the Cavs that I think is a little underrated. They have guys off the bench. Karis LeVert, I said sprinkle sixth man of the year on Karis LeVert because if they are good, and he's a big reason why, I don't I don't hate that bet at all. Also, they have guys off the bench like Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, seasoned veterans who Kevin still Love. contribute very well. <laughs> Did you see him last year? Yeah, not bad. Kevin Love is like not that – his odds aren't that high to win sixth man of the year either. He's like in the top ten, I'm pretty sure. I would uh... – I mean, I'm not saying take that. I like Karis LeVert much more than him on the same team. But guys like Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio in the locker room, I think it's a little underrated. Like that depth, that veteran depth, I think will be good for them, especially come playoff time. Um, okay. Uh, so we're both under there, correct? Yeah, barely, but yeah. All right. Another weird one that I had trouble with. The Toronto Raptors over under is 46 and a half. I had no uh, trouble. Both sides, minus 110. Uh, you clearly you have your you, pick on this one, and you get you, you can go. You Just can, get, you get, get yours out of the get yours out of the way. I had no trouble with this one, and I did it whenever we did the Four Corners podcast. Shout out. And I'm staying on this Rest wave again this year. Raptors under 46 and a half, stacked Eastern Conference. This number is too high. I hate Pascal Siakam as number one option. And you can argue Fred Van Fleet is the number one option. Either way, either one of them is not a good number one option on a playoff team. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year, he's great. And they have some good pieces there. OG Ananobi, Gary Trent, great shooter. I don't think they have enough depth. Like that one-two punch is not there. They don't have enough depth. They have no guard depth whatsoever. They were literally playing three or four centers at a time in their lineup last year. Who'd they add this year? Otto Porter was their best pickup, I think. So, like, it's the same team as last year. The rest of the conference got better. I got the under 46 and a half here. I can easily see them in the playing tournament as well. Uh, I like the under here, too, just slightly once again. Just because the Raptors are a tough out, man. Nick Nurse is – I think he's the most underrated coach in basketball. Yeah. I mean, for the talent they have, they're not they're they overachieve every single time so they do that's why it's 46 hard to go and against them. high and they're they are, that's why i'm saying slight under but i wouldn't hammer like five units on the under oh, all no, this no. because you never know with nick with a nick nurse coach team they could they could win 48 games but they're i'll tell you what they're not going to the second round of the playoffs no not at all there's not enough depth and some some yeah something's gonna happen that's the weird thing with these regular season win totals you're like oh yeah like this raptors team like they suck. Like, if you look at the talent, like, they're not going to win the finals, but they could easily win 50 games because they just play hard every effing night. No matter no matter who they – they could be playing the Magic. They're going to play hard. That's And that's why Nick Nurse is such a great coach. But, like you mentioned, I'm worried about the depth. The guard depth is a little bit of a concern. I'm not a big Pascal Siakam guy either. Uh, Scotty Barnes is legit, but we've seen he's had injury problems too, so you never know. Yep. Um, I'm going to go slight under there as well. Moving on, the Atlanta Hawks, 45 and a half, minus 110 on each side. Uh, you already mentioned that you like the over here. I do. Give me the over here. I think DeJounte Murray is a very good pickup, not only because he's an all-star, obvious reason there. I think he's the perfect complement to Trey Young in that backcourt. I think it takes defensive pressure off Trey Young because DeJounte Murray is an elite defender. He can guard the ball. He can guard the other team's best guard. Trey Young, not you know, you can't necessarily – you can't hide on defense in the NBA – but as much as you can, I think this really helps him because they have DeJounte Murray guarding the best ball handler, DeAndre Hunter on the best wing, Clint Capello protecting the rim. That's what Trey Young needs surrounding him is good defensive players, 3 and D players like DeAndre Hunter. I think they go over here. Like I said, I don't think they go crazy over. I'm not going to say 50 wins, but they have great role players around Trey Young. 
Clint Capella. I think John Collins will be less pressure on him this year. DeAndre Hunter, Bogdanovich off the bench. Oneka Okongwu has a great year, I feel like. I think they have the pieces there. I think DeJounte Murray is due for another breakout year this year. Let me look here. And I was low on the Hawks last year, and I'm not going to make that mistake again. I think. Yeah, man. I mean, so last year they finished 45 or 43 and 39. Uh, They add DeJounte Murray. And they, that's the thing with the Hawks. They look kind of bored in the regular season, especially starting out. Well, they thought they were just like going to be gift wrapped to playoff spot because they made the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. And that's not how it works. So that's what I'm saying. It comes down to, yes, Eastern Conference is a lot better this year. But once again, we got to remember, they're in the Southeast Division, which flat out stinks. The worst, yep. probably, probably overall the worst division in basketball, kind of like the NFC South. Yep. Are the Hawks with DeJounte Murray three wins better than last year? If you, That's what you got to put into yes, perspective. Yes, they are. And the rest of the conference got better, sure. I think they are, though. There's Because the bottom teams got worse, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So those wins can come from those bottom tier players, you know, and they got the Easter conference finals hanging everything out of the way. Like last year was a wake up call to them. I think they come out firing this year. I agree with you. I think they go, I think they win 46 games. I think Vegas has this one on the dot. A lot of these ones that are minus minus one ten, I kind of just, you just kind of have to agree with people yep. can kind of tell when the Vegas line is off, when you see a minus minus one twenty, a minus one forty on either yep. side, the minus one tens, people are like, well, that seems about right. And I, I think that's yep. the same here for the Hawks. I do think there are three ones better than last year. And you're yep. right. I do think that Eastern conference hangover is gone. A little bit. I still think they'll get very bored in regular season games. I think that's just their nature a little bit. But yeah. I'm going to go a slight, slight, slight over. Would not bet it myself. Moving on, I'll start off this one. The Chicago Bulls over, under, 41.5. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 102. Uh, give me the under here. We're a little going to be the same on all these. Uh, 100%, yeah. Just give me the under here. Uh, they have weird storylines going into this year. With the There's whole Lonzo many. thing, like Lonzo all of a sudden like, can't walk anymore? There's too many question marks. Lonzo Ball, may, like they're Levine bracing for not, him to miss the whole year. Zach Levine no longer playing for a contract. He seems like one of those prototypical guys that their contract year is out of control, 28 yep. a game, putting up bad stat, or put up, putting up big stats on a bad team kind of. Uh I think one I think he's and he was one of those guys once they get that contract. He's going to kind of fall off a little bit. Where's the motivation really? Because they're yep. not going anywhere in the playoffs. They're not yep. bad enough to tank. So it's, you're kind of in that weird spot. They're in the kind of like, tier, yeah. yeah, that that's mediocre tier. Um, they're a, they're a potential team for me that could possibly miss the play in, but I don't no. like the bot. Hear me out. Hear me no. out. I don't like the bottom of the East enough for them not to miss it, but I don't see them being, I don't, they're they're they've got to be what nine ten? 41 and a half. I've got the under here barely, so I guess that puts them around that mark. I could see they're, them as an they're eight. ninth, they're projected ninth right now. I could see them as eight nine. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be anything like last year because they started so, off hot last year because nobody expected them to be good. And now people like kind of know. And I don't think DeMar DeRozan has anywhere the type of year he had last year. I don't know, because people are nobody thought he'd have a good year last year. So like that's hard for me to that's that's hard for me to uh, go against. Not, but, I just don't believe in Demar Derozan and he's getting old. I agree with that completely. I don't think they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. I think Levine might drop off a little bit. I think Vucevic is really 
in a weird spot as well because he went from the magic where he was the number one scoring option, 23 and 10 a game, to this Bulls team where he's the third option and he's not a great defensive center. So if he's not getting the ball on offense, like what is he really, you know, like it, it's a weird situation. I don't know. Like they have talented pieces, but got certain guys have to be really good for them to hit this over. Patrick Williams has to take a step up. Javante Green has to contribute off the bench. Ayo Dasunmu has to step into that starting point guard role with Lonzo out and really play well for them to hit this 41 and a half mark. And I just don't think like there's too many what ifs with them. Do you think Kobe White plays more than like 15 minutes? Do you did you see what happened last night? Because I watched like a little bit of that and I didn't watch anything. Sub- I was just trying to get you riled up. He played three minutes and then didn't come back in the game. I'm not sure if he got hurt. I, but that's something I wrote down, though, is I think he gets traded, honestly, pretty early yeah. on. Like, I think that's one of the first trades we see in the league is Kobe White getting traded. That kind of seems like a – it kind of seems like a desperate Hornets trade where they're like, all right, like, we're in a bad spot. Uh, Dennis Smith is not panning out. Dennis Smith isn't nowhere, is nowhere near what Ish Smith was. Let's just bring in Kobe White, maybe sell some tickets. Yeah. Here's a first round pick or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a protected 20, 26 first round pick. But I think uh, yeah, for the Bulls, it, it makes I love the under. Sense. I do too. And it makes too much sense for them to trade him because they have Ayo Dasumu, Lonzo Ball, if he ends up coming back, Caruso. Like they have the guard depth. It's like, yeah, there's not a lot of minutes to go around. Uh, the New oh, York Gordon, Gordon Drogic oh. as well. Gordon Drogic as well. So like, that was, I, I, no, I was watching a little bit of that. I watched so the first weird. quarter of the Pelicans game until they took out Zion. They uh, that was weird seeing Goran Dragic. I didn't like it. That lineup uh, will never work with Goran Dragic, Alex Caruso, and Kobe White. Is your that that that's a horrible lineup? I'm sorry. The New York Knicks season win total thirty eight and a half over is minus one hundred five. Under is minus one fifteen. I'll be honest. I don't know what this one. I kind of would just want to flip a coin and say one or the other. Give me the over. I don't. I don't disagree with it because at the bottom half of the East, the the bottom tier of the East is so bad. That's what I'm banking on is the bottom tier of the East being horrible. And I think Jalen Brunson, if he can come in there's, and average 20 There's two eight, frisky teams. There's two frisky teams in that bottom half, just so you know. There are, and there, I know I know one of them for sure. But with the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, if he comes in and averages 28, the thing I like about that is even if he's not an all-star player, he takes the pressure off R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, to bring the ball up, create their own offense, because he can create his own offense. And that I think that frees them up more. I saw a shout out Rob Perez on Twitter. I saw him tweet something like a like an addition by subtraction. Even if Jalen Brunson doesn't average twenty five a game, it takes pressure off those other guys to play well. And I don't know. I think some of the younger pieces can contribute more this year. Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes. I want to say the over, but just because we've agreed on way too many, I'm just going to say the under. Okay. Uh, this team screams thirty eight and forty four ten seed in the play in. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I can see that. But, like, the only ones that we've talked about so far that I genuinely would bet on uh, 76ers over and then Bulls under. I don't think I would genuinely bet on the rest of these, but I will. I mean, you have to give a pick, but I would uh, bet the Heat under. I that one's tempting. 49 or the Raptors. A lot of wins. I don't know. I would stay away from the Raptors. Uh, But yeah, I, I, 38, 44. 37, 45, 39, 43 kind of seems yeah. like what they're – I don't around, yeah. yeah, I don't see them having a four next to the win column. I don't see them having four zero really? right there. So – I think they could but Yeah, 40. like you mentioned, okay. Jalen Brunson, is. it's going to be interesting. He's another one of those guys. He finally got his contract. Is he? Or is he just going to look like one of those 
just miserable contracts. We need to get rid of him as soon as yeah. possible. Kind of kind of dudes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Under. I, Screw. I'm it. down to move on. I'm going over here barely. I don't think there's much else to say. Yep. Charlotte Hornets win total. Our sweet sweet Hornets. Their win totals at 36 and a half. The over is plus 108. The under is minus 132. Vegas, the the sharps clearly like uh like us to be a terrible team. As someone who's watched just about every minute of Hornets basketball, and I mean every minute of Hornets basketball, save a few games here and there for the last couple of years, smash the under. I mean smash the under. Lamelo's great. Lamelo's exciting. Love Lamelo. Terry Rozier, defensive questions. Gordon Hayward, will he be available more than half the year? No. No. Kelly Oubre starting his spot, questionable. Uh, Mortal Lock is the Charlotte Hornets under 36 and a half wins. One injury to this team outside of Gordon Hayward. I think we're gonna have uh, I think we're gonna have some trouble. I agree. And <sighs> one injury. One injury. One injury. If LaMelo gets hurt. If Terry, if Terry Rozier or Lamelo's hurt, this seems toast. This team's gonna not get, get not sniff thirty games. Like I was saying though, like Terry Rozier defensive questions. Gordon Hayward's not gonna play half the year. Kelly Oubre stepping in for him, hot, very hot and cold. No depth at the center. No, no even starting at the center. There's no center on this team. PJ Washington, I think we'll have. What do you a mean? We have here. three. We have three centers. We have three centers that wouldn't sniff a minute on the top six teams in this conference. <laughs> Top and, six, you mean the top 14? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think maybe, yeah, nope. It's just frustrating to see, and I don't think, you know, we can we can put the whole personal thing aside with Miles Bridges, obviously a horrible situation. I wouldn't be mad if he never plays another minute in a Charlotte uniform, but basketball-wise, that's a huge loss for the Hornets. He was a yeah, uh, last year. And, yeah, 100%. And the other thing, too, is what, what really sucks is, like, as a Hornets fan forever – your whole our whole lives is just like ah, I want that one generational talent. We missed it. We got screwed by Anthony Davis with that rigged yep. lottery. Uh, we always, you know, we're getting the third, we're getting the fourth picks with Noah Vonley, Cody Zell. We're not getting those generational type dudes. We finally get one with Lamella. We're like, oh, awesome, we finally have it. And then we just the most hornets thing of all time. We we do nothing to help him out. We do I nothing legit- to help him out. I legitimately think the Hornets will struggle to hit thirty wins. I, I'm not too. kidding. I really, I really feel that way. I think they maybe finish with 32 or 33. This will be my, this will be my number one. This is my favorite one out of all these win totals we do. I don't see I, a world in which they make the playing tournament. I hate to say it. I don't see a world in which they make the playing tournament. And that's why I'm, I, and we, we were texting about this earlier today. And you're like, you can't take the under, like, you can't cheer for losses for the Hornets. I'm doing the little reverse hedge, you know, a little emotional hedge, you know. Fair. Obviously, I'm fine losing. I'm fine losing the win total, the win totals for the season. If the Hornets are good, I'm. I would be thrilled if we won 38, 39 games. I'm not upset about that. I'm willing to lose that, but my brain and everything in my body tells me, smash, 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 smash the under here. I, I love mean, the under. You look. If you just look at this roster, like yeah, Lamelo Ball looks cool. Obviously, Miles Bridges isn't going to play this year. Terry Rozier, fine. PJ Washington, eh. I think Cody PJ Martin. will have a good year. I think PJ has a good year. I think PJ has a good year because especially he's going into a big contract year. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, like one injury, and Bryce McGowan's is playing 15 minutes a night. 
I think we see a lot of JT Thor this year, which I'm not mad at. Like, I think it'll be a good year to watch some of these young guys to see if they're going to be like consistent players in this league. But as far as team success goes, I really am really not expecting much. That, but like, even then, you're like, I'm not really excited about that because we have Lamella. Like, we have the talent to build around, the one guy to build around. And we're just not doing it. We have no options because we've tied ourselves to the cap. Our draft picks are meh. I don't know what we did in the draft this year. That was. Probably, I mean, we love second round Makes picks. No sense. We love Makes second no round sense. picks. So, uh, but, but yeah, even, it just, it's just, it's just, gonna, it's just, yeah. <laughs> from an excitement standpoint, I was just going to say real quick, even last year, the Hornets were in every game almost. Like there was a few games that got blown out, but like you genuinely felt like they could beat the top teams if they came out hot. I don't feel that this year at all. No, we, I mean, because we don't have the potential of Miles Bridges getting hot. Gordon yeah. Hayward's not going to play. Yeah. I would be shocked if he played 42, 41, 40, 40 plus games this year. And the sad reality is Lamella is going to leave Charlotte. I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he shut himself down this year, kind of like how Lillard did last year. Once we, once we show that we're really, really, really bad, we have potential to be the 14th team in the Eastern conference. Once we're 15 and 42, I don't, I wouldn't mind him taking a seat. but the thing is, I could see him requesting a trade. I could not. I couldn't. I think in the offseason? I think he really likes Charlotte. I don't know. I think this year will be bad. I think he'll give it through a little bit of next year before I can see that happening. And I then don't it know, beco- man. And then it becomes kind of like, okay, he's not going to re-sign with the team, so then you got to make a decision. He seems like a prime suspect to be the next disgruntled superstar to want out. Prime suspect. I it was Donovan kind of, Mitchell. I think that's all- media hype. I think that's media hype up because people are saying that was Zion. People are already signing checks. Of Zion oh, in oh, oh, well, I believe Zion wanted out. I think Zion was going to be gone. But then when you're uh, Zion's presented with a $200 million extension with his injury history, he has to sign it. He has no other option. That's true. I don't know. I really think LaMelo likes Charlotte though. Like I haven't seen any signs of frustration yet. He's too young in the flare yet. Like if it, if they suck this year, this will be a big telling year seeing how and they will suck is. this year. And that's seeing why it, He's yep. going to be a Laker wherever he is. I, it, Whatever. Screw the Charlotte Hornets. And also, Bill Simmons drops that thing in his podcast a couple weeks ago that Jordan's going to sell the rest of his shares of the Hornets. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a dumpster fire all around. I mean, we'll see. All Charlotte sports are a dumpster fire. But yep. moving on, the Washington Wizards twin total is 35 and a half. Over is plus 100. Under minus 122. Uh... I'll I'll start. I'll go under. Oh, give me the under. Uh, give me the under easily. I, there's no helper on Bradley Bill. Chris Hess Porzingis is god awful on defense. What do you mean? He's. No, he's <laughs> I don't terrible. think that there's just not enough talent on that team. I think Bradley Bill. Like I hate to say it, it's like a Damian Lillard. He's gonna go. Yeah, he'll average 26 this year, 28 for the Wizards, but they're gonna be an 11 seed. So you're saying that Kyle Kuzma will not be an All Star. I, I'm not saying I, I am, am saying that. Yes. Yeah. Give what me about, the under here. What Come about Vernon Carey revenge season? He won't make the, he won't make the roster after training camp. Probably not. <laughs> no, give me the under here. Not by much. I mean, 32, 33 wins for the wizards is fine. But like I said, I'm betting on a, like a few of these top Eastern conference teams to go over their high win totals. So some of these guys down low have to go under. And I think the wizards and the Hornets for that matter, both under. Yeah. I, Wizards are going to win 32, 33 games. They're going to have a weird stretch where they get hot and people are like, oh, watch out for the Wizards. They're going to win like six games in a row. Yes. Yep. And then they're going to come back to life. Uh, did 
I'm I'm not I'm gonna be honest. When I was like prepping for this this morning, I did not know Taj Gibson was a wizard. Yeah, it's kind of a recent thing. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he got signed a couple months ago. Yeah, I I, to- I I remember seeing the notification. I was like, but I, then I saw Taj Gibson. I was like, man, this guy is cash and checks. <laughs> Moving on, the Detroit Pistons are 29 and a half. The over is minus 122. The under is plus 100. I'll start this one off. I love the Detroit Pistons. I don't love them as much as you do. I do have them over this win total number, though. I think they easily finish above the Hornets. Easily above the Hornets. Huh? Maybe not easily, but... There's 29 and a half, 29 and a half. I love this win total. I Even if agree. it's 32, 33 games, you're winning by a decent, you're getting it passed by a decent margin. Uh, I, I, I see this team winning. I see this team honestly winning 34, 35 games. I think they're in the conversation for the 10th seed in the playing tournament. I think they're battling for that 10 spot as the last month of the year. Honestly, and I, I will be sprinkling a little bit on plus 380 to make the play in. I don't hate that at all. Seriously. I think Jaden Ivey can come in and contribute from day one. If Kay Cunningham takes that step forward and Sadiq Bey continues what he did last year, that is a really good one, two, three punch. Over, I am a big Duke guy. I do love Marvin Bagley. They overpaid a little for Marvin Bagley. They overpaid a little bit. Who are they bidding against in es- reality? Especially because they're not even going to start it this year. Like Bogdanovich is going to start at the four the whole year. I like. I mean, you run through this roster, man. I like. They got pieces. They got underrated guys off the bench. Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel. Like I said, Bogdanovich. They're not eye popping players, but Alec Burks had some good moments in New York last year. Yeah, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey. I mean, I I really like this roster, man. And I I wasn't like crazy high like most people were about Cade Cunningham coming into the draft. If you if you watched a minute of Pistons basketball, this dude's got it. He does. This and dude I is think- legit. I am curious to see how him and Jaden Ivey pair in the backcourt. That's that's going to be an, an interesting. We'll see how that goes, but I, th- I think they can make it work. Um, but yeah, I will be sprinkling just a little bit on plus three eighty to make the play in. Uh, Jaden Ivey is plus four fifty to win Rookie of the Year. Don't I don't really hate that. Except I think this next team we're going to talk about has the Rookie of the Year. I do think that's the case. But real quick, last thing on the Pistons. Uh. They're going to be a team this year. One, they're going to be like league pass darlings. I mean, they're going to be yeah. awesome to watch on league pass, but also they're a team. They're going to come to your town, you know, and you're going to be like, oh, let's go to the NBA game tonight. Who are they playing? You're like, oh, the Pistons. Like at first you're like, ugh. Then you're like, actually, that's not yeah. a bad team to go see. That's yeah, exactly. I was thinking see. that too. Because your first, your first, uh, your first instinct is like, oh, God, the Pistons gross. But then you're like, eh. I was like, I'm down to go see Kate Cunningham. Yeah, well, exactly. Little buddy Bayheim if he makes the roster. <laughs> um, okay, uh, moving on. The Orlando Magic win total is 27 and a half, minus 110 on each side. Uh I had trouble with this one. I had trouble with this one because the Magic are a tough out. And like the Pistons, a lot of people are gonna go bet against the Magic this year when they're like, let's say the Magic are playing the Heat. A lot of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, like the Mad- the Heat are only minus four against the Magic. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna hammer the Heat. The, the Magic are the toughest out in the regular season, no matter who they were playing for some reason. Yeah. Um, I do think they finished 22 and 60 last year. I, I think they're eight wins, or not eight, six wins better. I agree. I 100% and, agree. So I don't think they're going to win like 31, 32. I see them going 30 and... 30 and 52. I think that's a real possibility. And obviously we talked about it before. 
Give me a Bankero. I already locked this one in. I think I locked this one in a while ago. Bankero to win rookie of the year plus two hundred. I, I love Bankero to win rookie of the year. It should be it should be minus one twenty. I agree. I think because he's going to come in and get a lot of shots on this team. I'm also going over for the Magic, not by much, but like you said, 30, 31 wins is not insane for this roster. If you look at their depth chart, they've got talented people at every position, not eye-popping superstars. Marco Foles, Cole Anthony at the point guard position, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross can go off every now and then, Franz Wagner, Jonathan Isaac, Paulo, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, Franz Wagner. Those are all kind of names. Like, that could be good. It's like a hodgepodge of, like, of, like, talented pieces. Like, if they can somehow figure out how to, like, kind of be a cohesive unit, they can get 30 wins. I'm 100% going to end up going to at least one Magic game this year. They're another team that's, like, they're going to be a, a $10, $20. They're going to be, yeah, $30 lower-level ticket no matter where you're going to watch a game. Yeah. And I'm they're going to be a fun team to go see. So, it's yeah, pa- I mean, I like the over. I wanted to ask this question, though. If you had to bet between who has a higher win total, the Magic or the Hornets, I give you the magic at plus 350. I'm sprinkling the magic. <laughs> I, I really I think, think they, you have to. I think they finna beat the Hornets. I think they're going to be within two or three games of each other. Now, where that is, how many wins that is, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they'll be within two or three games of each other. I think 36 and a half for the Hornets is crazy, and you're only giving the Pistons 29 and a half and the magic 27 and a half. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and the, and the Wizards at 35 and a half feels high. It does. It really does. Like, <sighs> Eventually, like we talk about it every year that Bradley Beal, like, yeah, he loves Washington, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he's got to get tired of that situation. And there's got to be no motivation. If you're on, if for Bradley Beal, what motivation do you have on that Wizards team? But he's, you know, here's my motivation 40 million a year with no pressure. You don't, don't, but you don't have to, you don't have to play well. There's no pressure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's no no pressure. Like, but that's why I'm saying he's not going to leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love the I like the magic. Not love, but I like I think yeah. I will be taking this one actually. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but yeah, 27 and a half. And then let's close shop here. The Indiana Pacers over under 23 and a half. This one's weird. Minus 110 on each side. This one's weird because 23 and a half is not a lot of wins. And we saw a lot of these teams last year because we did the same podcast last year. Every team that was like 24 and a half, 25 and a half, we're like, oh, under, 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 under. But these G League dudes just come in and play well when these other teams also have nothing to nothing to lose, nothing to gain. Yep. So then it gets weird with it gets a little wonky with those win totals. Yep. Uh I'm gonna go slight under here just because I think they're gonna be a punching bag. Them, the Hornets and the Wizards. I think mainly the Hornets and the Pacers are gonna be punching bags in the East. This one's weird for me because the Pacers won 25 games last year. And like there's talent. They, they only won 25. Yeah, and so yeah, I, that makes me like the under a lot more because they're going to tank hard. I wrote down under, and I think this really depends on one thing: is how quickly they move on from Miles Turner slash Buddy Hield. If this Lakers trade goes through, or if they if it doesn't, I, I think Miles Turner has to be gone at some point this year. Mm-hmm. I don't hate them being in the Wimbanyama sweepstakes. Honestly, I know we've mentioned a couple teams: Spurs. They're going to be in it. Jazz, but. They're the, the only team I think has real potential in the East. Yep. Unless the Hornets have like a catastrophic injury yeah. thing with like LaMelo and Gordon Hayward and all them. Yeah. But I think they're I, the, I don't think the magic are in the one Benyama sweepstakes. No, I think they'll be too good. So I, yeah, yeah, give I'm going to go under. 
Give me the under on the Pacers. Not by much, but I, I think they'll move on from a couple of these key guys. Halliburton's going to be by himself. All right. I love it. All right. All right. All right. That's it for the Eastern Conference. Uh, do we have a, did we do a pick to win it? I, no, I, we we're didn't. saying Bucks Sixers. You know, what are you saying? You saying Bucks? Yeah, I'll go Bucks. I'll get, I'll get boring. I'll spice it up. Give me the 76ers. Give me the 76ers to have the best record in the conference. Uh, I wonder what, I wonder what it is for the, I don't, I don't see any odds on this. I would sprinkle a little bit on the horn. It's being the worst team in the East. Just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It has that. to be like, it has to be like 15 to one. I don't think they're going to finish below the Pacers or even the Wizards. They might. Uh, we'll, yeah, see. we'll see. We'll magic. see. I think the magic will still be below them. I don't know. But all right, that'll do it from the Eastern Conference. And then we will move on to the Western Conference. Uh, we haven't decided whether we're going to put this into one full episode or two different episodes. So if you're, uh, if we didn't, if we put it into two different episodes, then uh, we'll see I mean, you all in the Western Conference. Check the check the bottom of the Spotify. And if there's, you know, 30 seconds left, then you know, you know there's going to be a new episode. So. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> you'll, you'll see the episode title. It'll say Eastern Conference. Yeah, exactly. Total. Exactly. So, all right, cool. That'll do it. And we'll see y'all during the Western Conference. Bye.